It's yeah. four o'clock. Should we be looking for Steve? Or? Yeah. If you're Is just going to call, if you're just joining us, he said he said he was on his way. If you're just joining you're not us, actually going to air this. We're waiting for Steve Lutz. Yeah, sure, of course I am. If it turns out, we're waiting for Steve Lutz. We are because I would like to note for the record then that I've had a beer and nothing else today. All right. The Incomparable Drinks Beer, Episode 152, August 2013. Hey everybody. It is the Incomparable Podcast, live from Stone Brewing Company in Escondido, California. I am your host, as always, Jason Snell, and uh, I'm in San Diego County for Comic-Con. This is being recorded the Saturday of Comic-Con, and we decided to do a little get-together of Incomparable panelists, so I'm here with Greg Noss, and we're waiting for Steve Lutz. Um, Guy's never on time. I know. It's shameful. Um, so we'll we'll uh, we'll be waiting for Steve, and we apologize in advance for the the, the sound forward, quality of this episode. I look forward to the story about his sexual flowering as it relates to Skeletor. All right, well that's all that's all to come. Way to forward promote the podcast. That that's coming up. Uh, sound quality may be a little iffy. We're using portable equipment, and we are outside in a beer garden drinking beer. Some of us on an empty stomach seems like a mistake, <laughs> um, and so that's 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 the deal. So hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, Steve Lutz has joined us. This is The Incomparable. I'm here. Let the podcast live. begin. Hooray. Where we drink beer. Beer! Some of us switched to water. Yes. Some of us switched Because they have trouble pronouncing the word switch. He claims he was drinking beer before, but I, saw I don't it. believe it. I bought him a Belgian white. Oh, you bought him a Belgian Okay, now I believe it. I bought him a Belgian white. and, uh, and uh, Belgian I, white? I am a beer wimp. He he said he said you're drinking tar as like, far as I'm concerned. Tar is delicious. He said, beer. "Can you uh, t- give me something like Shock Top or uh, or Blue Moon?" And I got him a Belgian White. Okay. This is I'll this reminds that. me Who's of Belgian White when I took I don't even remember what is it like an Avery? Yeah, it had a cute you guys name. you guys aren't drinking beer at, it, it, during my right. entire cultural history is some shade of yellow. Yeah, so you guys are drinking black motor, motor oil. Yeah, I'm having these stones. It is impenetrably black. Since we were at Stone Brewing in Escondido, California. Racist. And what about you, Steve? What do you mm-hmm. have? Well, apparently, I'm drinking it's a smoke border. Cooler oh, than what just I just as you are. Cheers. You're here. Here, clink. Oh yeah, that's gonna sound good. That's podcasting. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. That's, so uh, what's new? So yeah, we're we're here. What's we're new? Here. That's <laughs> welcome to every podcast on the internet. So, how are you? What's so new? What's, what's been going, going on? on? Hey, what's you know, been going on Greg with you? and I were just talking about movies? how planning and podcasting is very hard, and mm-hmm. we've just proven it. I went to Comic-Con. I've heard that about you. What's Comic-Con? Comic-Con is a convention of comical <laughs> people who are yes. sad and sweaty. Yes, and large. And they wear costumes. Enormous. Largely. That sounds like my house on the weekends. It's, uh, I've never been to your house on the weekends. And now I don't want to go. But I hope you have crowd control. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You know, this is my third Comic-Con. Yeah. I noticed you ran out of there very early today. I, oh, I didn't even go. Today. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't you even couldn't go. couldn't take today. it, huh? I wrote you some stories. I did some work today of writing the stories about the last few days of Comic-Con instead. Yeah. I haven't, I, I went to Comic-Con 20 years ago. And it was in the San Diego totally Convention Center. Then, well, it yeah, was, it was insane then. I, I had some friends that came down and they wanted to stay for three days. But that was pre Hollywood, right? I mean, yeah. Oh, it was before... it was pre everything. Okay. These were these were hardcore comic nerds, right? And they they were reading things that that I was reading the Tick at the time, maybe. And they were reading like the Post Brothers and Flaming Carrot and 
things that I had never heard of, but have some cachet to old school comics nerds. All right. And I was overwhelmed then. It was, it seemed giant and we walked for a very long time. And then we spent some percentage of time like tending to the wounds on our feet. Yes. And then we walked some more and waited in long lines to have awkward conversations with artists who clearly didn't want to be there. Well, that's one thing What's about Comic-Con like now? now is you, you can't huh. actually get wounds on your feet because you can't make that n- much distance. No, you can't move. In the convention oh, center. So it's, it's more back problems than foot problems. You know, it's, it's just standing in place, it, mostly. It's, it's the most crowded event I've ever been to outside of like a rock music festival. And But what I, what it, to its credit, it has good, good crowd control. The crowds do move. It's not. Are, one are those... there like people with tasers just moving them along? Or no, they, you're talking about the hall. You're talking about the the, the, the hall, right? I'm, I'm thinking like the train oh, yeah. station, well, oh, Half Life Two. Oh my god! Once you get outside of the the uh, the main hall, though, it's ma- right. it's it is uh, yeah the convention every zombie movie ever. And it's it's not that it's so many people. It's that there's so much of each individual person. <laughs> I mean, hey. There is large ass in, in evidence on the Comic Con floor. It's, I mean, and they're just like these gigantic when flesh was the last mountains time, roaming. From when was the last time you went to Comic Con? I was there four years ago, and right. it was. Uh... Hey, Hello. Take a picture. Take a picture. Sure, sure absolutely. Greg, right, go be a brief break Wait, while Greg takes a picture. This is the best podcast ever. Yeah, this this works well. This is good radio right here. So you went to Comic-Con four years ago? I went to Comic-Con four years ago because the uh, Mystery Science Theater folk were having a reunion slash panel. Oh, that's a good reason to go. And uh, and the Rift Tracks folk were there as well, and I was currently in the process of trying to weasel my way into a writing gig with them, which I eventually did. Oh, nice. Uh, I approached the, the Rift Tracks booth, and I brought some bags of Flaming Hot Cheetos for Bill Corbett and uh, the rest of the gang. And uh, and you you got to see the the humanity. Oh God! So what it, what what impresses me about the Comic Con crowd is yes. that it's younger than I thought. It's right. more female than I thought, and right. it is actually not well, as, as large far as you as can I tell. Thought. I mean, it's it's difficult to make. No, out. no, no. I mean, I, there were a lot of lot of uh, teenage and early twenty uh, women in in costumes or not. But wait, know, wait, absolutely. what? I that may have changed in just the last four years. Then a, repeat a what you just said slowly. Hey, hello. There were women. You guys recording? I don't want to jump in the middle. We're we recording, are recording. Jump on in. <laughs> but yeah, sure. Hey, I'm Jake Bell. Hey, Attorney Jake Bell. That's right. How are you? Jason, fellow UCSD alum. Yeah. Steven, right. Good man. Yes. All right, Greg. This is Great. the whole nice UCSD crew here. So. Wow. You guys enjoying our uh, Stone Brewery? It's 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 fantastic. Little too much so far. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Craig is a lightweight, what we call in the business. He's had a, a Belgian white, and now he's about three or four. Now sheets. he is Belgian. He has become Belgian. That's good though. I didn't have anything to eat. Yeah. No. Pro okay. tip. I've got the almonds in my bag if you need some almonds to come down. They, they don't allow the food out here. Yeah, I so know. four years ago, uh, I there were girls there, I believe, but it was it was very difficult to tell. And maybe no. maybe just in the last no, four years. I think I think the demographics are really changing. I think they have changed. I think the, the because increasing it's not, it's presence not, of Hollywood. It's not it's LA. not the comic book guy, right? It's not it's not just comics anymore. It's right. TV and movies and right. things like that. Right. And hoping um, to get a glimpse of uh, and it's much a Firefly young, guy. It's much younger. Can't think of his name right now. Joss Whedon. Jo- no, the Joe Sweden. Firefly guy. Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. That's the guy. He's a Firefly guy. He's the Firefly. I wonder no, why it, it didn't a, happen. much broader. Twenty years ago, when audience. I was a twenty-year-old. Uh, because it would have you would have enjoyed it. And <laughs> the entire purpose of the universe. Can't have that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mission accomplished. Life. Yeah. <laughs> You can't have nice things. That's what we say, Greg. <laughs> exactly right. But Greg especially can't have nice things. So it's, you know, Comic-Con is, is not as hateful. Let me tell Wait, you. Is it all it still is in the convention center? 
Yes. Yeah. Well, no, because it's in the convention center and it's and and the companies have things in all the hotels and all the yeah. every space, but the official conference thing is in the convention center. Cuz that's I mean when they get too center. big like South by Southwest is now all over Austin and it's supposed yeah. to have changed the nature of the Well, I think Comic-Con Comic-Con has threatened to bolt, but yeah. they've done they've made concessions. The convention center is big. And then there are all the hotels downtown. They started having their stuff at Petco Park now. They're, it's, all, it's all over the place. But it's, you know. Well, they're not using it for anything is, else. My point is, people who think Comic-Con is a death march um, have not been to CES. CES <laughs> is a death march. It is so terrible. It is unpleasant to be there. Every time I go, I wish... I could just go home immediately. It's I spelled C-E-S, question, but though. it's pronounced E3. Does, yeah. does it reek like Comic-Con? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. really you get people sweltering and nasty. I, I didn't think, I didn't think Comic-Con, Comic-Con smelled me, very bad at it's all like this a, year. It's like a small-scale uh, simulation of continental drift. And there's just these huge, gigantic mountains of flesh that sort of... Yeah, they lay off the fatties. The Out, outs, outside, outside, it's like that. Inside, it, it moves pretty well, and they keep it nice and air-conditioned. And, uh, and, I and, should have gone outside, and, and And the panels I go to are not the panels where you wait in line 12 hours in order to see the cast of Veronica Mars for 30 minutes. Okay. I go to, I go to the panels, since I want to cover like digital comics and things, I go to the panels that are... Um, about those topics, and you can walk right in, which like is Joss much, Whedon, much nicer. Yeah, yeah, sure. Stroll right into Joss Whedon. Right. Yeah. So, so, um, so it's fine. It's fine. And as a as a a guy who likes comics, there are comics there, but there's also TV and movie and all sorts of other stuff. There so you're too. interested in the things that even the losers are not interested in. Is yeah. Wow, you're so judgmental about Comic Con. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So it's basically, there's there for you. there's a board gaming room, is what you're saying. You know, there, there is an anime room that shows anime 24 hours a day, I believe. And there's a warning that, that uh, I knew that guy in high school in because apparently there are lots of boobs in anime. Tentacles? Tentacles. Okay, I guess. That's, I didn't go in there. Japanese culture has produced Akira and tentacle porn. Also Kurosawa. <laughs> but who's counting? That's Bob Kurosawa, right? Yeah. Yes, he's, he's the good. greatest tentacle porn like meister it. ever. What are you talking about? Oh. And Miyazaki and, you know, but... Oh, suddenly you go all Syracuse. I on know. This. Well, it happens. It happens. I so still have Stevie those two Fry. anime movies he mentioned in oh. my queue to watch. I'm going to catch up, and then I'm just going to talk a- along with that episode. They're actually pretty good. You should do that. We should do a Millennium Actress and, uh, and Perfect, Perfect Blue. Blue. Yeah, you should yeah, do on a, my desktop still. You should do a uh, uh, a riff tracks or like a commentary track of the incomparable episode. Just alone like in my a, room. <laughs> yeah, well, you and Steve can do it. You can be like your dis- the dissenting sure. opinion, the alternative to not in your room that episode. McNulty! Yeah, exactly. We'll just drop it in. I'm saying that every 15 minutes anyway. Are you watching The Wire or just listening to podcasts or just thinking? No, just every 15 minutes. Fair enough. It's kind of awkward. Yeah, well, you know. Like this podcast. Like your life, (laughs) Greg. Like your life. So Comic-Con, you know, I bought some stuff for my kids. I do that every year. A listener to the podcast, Andy Rutten, who does Owly. Uh, was there and oh, I said hi Allie. to him, Allie, which my kids have the books and it's very nice. Okay. It's kids, it's it's like comics, but they don't have words and kids love them. So he was there and he loves the podcast, which is kind of cool. That is cool. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I I had a good time and now I get to have beer. Yeah. I noticed Escondido. you didn't have a good enough time to stick around until uh, after. I was done. 4 p.m. I think two days, I think two days is pretty much the limit. Well, I went back. I, I went on... 
on Friday, I had such a good time that yes. at three o'clock, I ran screaming from the convention center, went to Carl Strauss's, had beer, and then for, thus fortified, yes, fortified yourself, good went call. back for yeah. more panels. No, you have to. I mean, really, you have to. Well, there's like in the DSM five, there's a a rating for how long you can stay at Comic Con. Oh, is there? You, you know, and one you day, one that, day you're perfectly you've... normal, and then two days you have some form of mental deficiency or right. abnormality. Or and you're then... doing it for your job, so, Comic Con. Yeah, uh-huh. please, Greg. Yeah. Well, perhaps your job has some form of mental uh, deficiency. Or but the third day, man, hmm, that's too much. So you, you went Thursday and Friday. You did not do preview night. No, so I didn't. Preview night I was driving was the down one, on preview okay, night. Okay, you should have gone to preview night because preview night is actually semi-passable. Although you have to stand in line between for about an hour and a half behind this gigantic flood of people. We're getting their passes. Uh, but once you're in, the floor is relatively uh, well. So, less so I don't know when you went, but Thursday was not bad, and Friday was not bad until the afternoon. Afternoons are worse than mornings. Okay. Friday is worse than Thursday. Saturday, I went to Saturday the last couple of years, and that's why I didn't go today because this okay. is a Saturday because that is a horror show. So, I, I think I went what Thursday did you see? And what did you Friday see before. that impressed you the most? I mean, did you see anything that's coming? What's well, I what, didn't. Did I you didn't, see like I did a four hundred pound uh, Leia. <laughs> In the gold bikini, it actually looked more like an if okay. they made it between Jabba and Leia, <laughs> but with a with a tramp it's the stamp. logical conclusion of that of Return of the Jedi that that act of Return of the Jedi, right? The well, most- I, you know, if it had not worked out for Luke and his whole ridiculous uh, rescue attempt, then perhaps we would have seen this fetching gal. The most impressive tramp, tramp stamp and all thing that I found at uh, at Comic Con was I saw a a guy. Uh, Okay, so I, I saw a guy dressed as Wolverine. This is in itself not news because every time I've been to Comic-Con, there's a guy outside the hall dressed as Wolverine getting his picture taken with yeah, people. Right. Which, which version of Wolverine? Can, yellow jumpsuit, yellow vary. spandex Wolverine? It can or vary. Hugh Jackman Wolverine? But it's always there. There's exactly always a guy. If you want to have your picture taken oh. and get on the news, you dress as Wolverine and stand out in front of the convention center. Every, I'm serious. Every single time there's somebody out there. Right. But I saw a guy. This, in, is, this is like Black Friday for guys who stand on the street corner in a costume. Yeah, if you can ke- pull off Wolverine, if you can pull off Hugh Jackman, you can do it. But I saw a guy in the hall. Oh, I could go through Party City and pull off Wolverine. Cool. I, 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 so, I, I had one weekend in Tijuana where I pulled off Wolverine. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's you're not recording you know this, are you? Options this when podcast. you first cross the border, the you're guy asks if here. you want a cab, you want to get a donkey show, you Wolverine. want to pull off Wolverine. It's all options are yeah. there. Would you like a Snicked. ceramic pig? <laughs> Anything you want. Would you like an Indiana Jones hat of made of untanned leather that yes. will rot in five days? It's available be, be in Tijuana. On a street corner. Uh, you whatever. live. You live close to the border. You should get down. Well, there. Hot get a ceramic, veins. Give, give me a ceramic pig, Steve. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the ceramic Bart Simpsons, so, incidentally, are still being so, sold. Well, well, I was driving through our college campus, UCSD, today, and I realized that that uh, I first uh, watched The Simpsons on the UCSD campus, and it's still on the air. Well, still I, on. But they, they were on in 89. Did you not watch until subsequent to the first I season? I started in 88. So I started at UCSD oh. in 88. So oh. I, I uh, first you, saw The Simpsons. It was at, in the, the wow. lounge at, in Muir. Mom, middle of Muir is where I first saw Simpsons wow. episode. Was the it was the premiere? I had a friend who came back after from seeing the bumpers on Tracy. The, uh, was it the, Tracy the Christmas episode? Where is Tracy? Christmas, Ullman? Simpsons, Haven't heard much from her lately. Simpsons roasting on an roasting open fire. On an open fire, yeah. which they moved ahead because they, I guess it was going to be a fall show, and then they delayed it till mid season. But they had a Christmas episode, so right. they used that as the debut. Right. But I had a friend who was uh, studying abroad in in uh, Israel, and she came back 
after the Simpsons had debuted. And she said, you know, her biggest culture shock was that suddenly the life in hell guy had a TV show. How did that happen? But it's still on the air and, and, you know, it's 21 years later and it's still on the air. I'm probably alone in this, but I really liked that first season that was still oh, yeah. a little more sitcom Still, yeah. It's, oh, I, I agree. And it still had like sort of the heartwarming conclusion where, oh, Homer really does love his family even though he's complete. I will tell you what the thing is that I liked at Comic-Con, but I'm enjoying this. Now suddenly we're talking about The Simpsons. Well, that's okay. We can do that. You know, at one point they talked about doing um, a, a spinoff of The Simpsons called Springfield that was going to be all the ancillary characters. Mm-hmm. And then I think they realized that um, they needed to keep those characters for um, for the Simpsons because they otherwise were going to be out of out of luck. We had like a sniper behind us there. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Playing enough video games that somebody moving through tall grass makes yeah. me nervous. Yeah. Or enough smoke porters in the bushes. The squirrels <laughs> will evolve. So... Um, so yeah, so they didn't do the spinoff of The Simpsons because they realized they needed all the storylines for the actual show. So. What? So the actors would but not be able to be, appear on The Simpsons? But, but I thought that would have been a great idea for a show to do the, do a whole show that is just other things that are happening. Star Trek in Academy. It was like without the Slacker Simpsons, for but, but the beauty th- but The Simpsons is you don't really need The Simpsons and The Simpsons anymore. It's there are eighty characters. Is The Simpsons characters. still on? I, I it is. Literally have not when seen was the last time you sought it out? Ten years. When was the last time you actually sought out an episode? Fifteen. So we had we had a season pass on our DVR and it. And at one point, two years ago, I realized it had 15 episodes that were unwatched, and I deleted it, and that was the end. So about two or three years ago. That's shifting again, the TiVo season pass. Don't ever go back and look at that. It makes you so sad. Of all the dead shows? Of all the dead shows that you no longer get to watch, that it's just faithfully looking for forever and ever and ever. And they'll never be back. They'll never be another episode. That should make you happy. That was was time you were out living life, man. You were out grabbing it by the nets. You no, I'm, I'm pretty sure I wasn't. Oh, yeah, I know you weren't, but you could have been. <laughs> you could have been. And that's what matters, Dream man. on. You weren't sitting in front of the TiVo watching. Anything that causes me to reflect on my life makes me era. sad. You know what I love about the season pass list, though, is that it makes you a TV executive. So, like, The Office. Um, it, it gives you cocaine? That's very 80s. <laughs> I think they just. <laughs> What's the latest? What, it, gives, just, it gives you what it was. I think it's ecstasy now. That's that bath salts, I think. No, it's, so, it's, there's a pure form of ecstasy. Molly. Molly. There I'm. Okay. I read a New York Times okay. article about Molly. Don't, That's stop, how hip I am. Stop tapping the table because you're giving everybody <laughs> a headache. He starts with I'm hip and then he says, I read a New York Times article about. <laughs> the New Yorker has a great piece on this. Yes, there was a big troll cartoon cultural trend. I am middle aged. Hilarious. So. What was I? What the hell was I talking about? I have no TV idea. executives. TV, TV executives, executives and uh, cocaine. Cocaine. <laughs> not what I was talking about. Oh, he would never mind. All right. I don't know. You were talking about TiVo's, TV season oh, passes. Yeah. I'm a TV executive. Yeah, I'm glad one of us so is office, paying attention. The Office. I've had two beers. You've had one. Who? Which? Which and of us two is doing waters. better? Um, because you can cancel shows yourself. So, like The Office, they had that episode where Jim and Pam got married, and I said, "What a lovely season finale this is." And my wife said, "No, no, they're still going to make episodes." And I said, "No, what a lovely season finale this is." And I canceled the show and I moved on. Apparently, there was a big hubbub about they how there was a final episode of The Office uh, this uh, spring. But I, the final episode of The Office aired at my house, as far right. as I'm concerned, like three years ago, four years ago. Excellent. It was very nice, and then that was the. Well, end. if I'm a TV executive, then I can bring Buffy back, right? Oh man. Wouldn't that be nice? No, you have to go to Kickstarter for that, and you only get Veronica Mars. Sorry. This, there are the the last, the fourth to last, third to last, and second to last episodes of Buffy I still haven't seen. I'm saving them for some reason. What, what? Like a fine wine. But not the final one. No, I, I watched the final one. 
Nathan Fillion is very bad. That's that's what you need to know there. I I have not watched he's the three of the last guy? four Buffy yeah, the Firefly episodes. guy. How could he be Johnny bad? Firefly. Oh man. Yes, he does. That's he plays a cool. different character. Patch Firefly. Patch, it's, Patch it's, Firefly. It's a different. It's, yeah. it's cousin. And uh, you know he's, he's evil because it's Patch. He's an evil cousin because he's right. got an eye patch. Oh, I think. That's always a bad. Or is that Xander who has the eye patch? I don't even remember anymore. I love that show. Though I've watched first season Buffy and I stopped there. Second season is better. I know it. First season it was so low budget and they shot it on sixteen millimeter film and they they expected to be canceled at the end and all that. Nobody expected it to succeed. I like it though. I like it. It stands almost as as a unit because it It, has well beginning, middle, and end. So the brilliance of what she dies of what Joss Whedon does in in uh, in Buffy is whether it was he was convinced he was going to be canceled or whether he just decided to go against the trend, all these shows ended in cliffhangers, and his seasons all end with resolution. Right. Which I love. I love That's the nice. fact that you go into the you go into the, the season break uh, not on a cliffhanger, but with a, a sort of a story Wait, closure. It shows a great he, deal of convi- respect for the audience. And well, in fact, later on, he added sort of a denouement episode. Yeah. So, um, so that like the wire, I sense Greg would like to speak. You get that you get you get you know your your climax, and then you get a last episode. Greg, were you going to say something? I'm treating this I like think Skype. I think you've convinced the audience <laughs> where I don't know what you're doing. Do we have a back channel. Yeah. Um, I, I think you've convinced the audience to come back for the next season during the course of the season. You don't need to throw a cliffhanger at them. It's totally artificial. In order, oh my gosh, yeah. I need to invest 13 hours in the future to find out what the resolution of this cliffhanger is. Yeah, it's annoying, it, right? Yeah, I, I'm and scarred proof, by best of both worlds yeah. part two. You, I think you I, ended on uh, Pam and uh, what's his name? Pam and Jim. Pam and Jim getting, getting married. married. You yeah. said that's, this is this is a resolution. Okay, beautiful. I feel like this could be the end of the series, and it was because uh, we didn't need any more episodes of that show. But you know, Second you didn't actually need of... TiVo to stop watching at that point. You could have just done it without. <laughs> yeah, but it was TiVo. the only the reason cer- he was watching the ceremony. And like I say, it is important. We just lit a candle or something. Private ceremony. I removed it from the season pass list, and then and then we were good. That's right. You should watch the second season of Buffy. Is very good, actually. I think it might be the best. I've had it forever, but there always seems to be something else I want to check out at any given time. I'm watching Adventure Time now. I haven't seen that. Adventure at all. Time is fantastic. I, that's what I hear. Absurdly good. Too much good media. Yeah, there's. Too, that's the problem. Greg and I were talking about that earlier. There's just Cartoon too much Network good stuff actually is absurdly good right now. All of the the flagship shows on Cartoon Network are exceedingly entertaining. Regular show, uh, Adventure Time, The Amazing World of Gumball, all incredibly creative, all very well done. Highly recommend them. Wow. And Adventure Time, you can get the first season on Netflix. If you have not watched any Adventure Time, I highly recommend. You spend some time. It's some adventure time. How do you allocate, how do you decide what media to allocate your time to? Well, with adventure time, it was, I have 15 minutes or 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. I can easily sneak a 12 minute episode in. I don't have to spend 45 minutes or 28, 22 minutes or whatever we're down to with the amount of commercials they pack in now. 12 minutes is pretty easy to sneak but in. But now, I mean, moment. okay, but then you're committed to continue to watch it, right? No, you're not because each of the, I mean, it's a cartoon. And there's, there's no continuity. There, well, there I, are. There I, is I am, some I am but autistic enough to need to com- be a completist. I'm actually saving episodes of Buffy because I don't want it right. to end. But I have know, some sort of. You have of... an iPad. I assume you're. you're are you a Netflix streaming subscriber? Yes. Or you mm-hmm. were, I know, at one point. Yes, I also have a BitTorrent client. Okay. <laughs> How long do your stools. That I use to download mm-hmm. Linux kernels. Honestly, you're in the water closet. How how often during I, the day? I feel like we need to have a. a you know, I went straight from to the stool to water closet. The piracy horn. It's like E-O-R, matey. <laughs> oh, the piracy horn. He said something bad. Um, I'm in the water closet quite a bit because I have three children. Okay. Easily. 
you can easily stretch that out to 12 minutes with your iPad and a Netflix and the wireless connection. But if it's good, eventually your legs go numb and then there's the paramedics arrive and <laughs> it just gets complicated. Well, then you just press pause and it's there when you get back. Speaking of, of paramedics, have, we, want to see where uh, this have we raised a glass to Mr. Fleischman yet? Oh, yes. Glenn, uh, Glenn had a little thing. Where yeah, well, he went Glenn, to, a little thing. He went into the doctor for something. I, I thought you were talking about his heart. And, he went to the do- and, and it turns out it was Dr. Gregory House. And his heart grew three sizes that day because they poured a stent in it. And he's doing much better now. Yes. And tweeting. We Home can tell that. Incident. We can tell that because he is tweeting uh, as, as, as if he can do nothing else. As if there, because I think he's only allowed to tweet now. And that's yes. dangerous with Glenn. So yeah. all best wishes to Glenn. 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 You're here. It's I'm raising my glass. You can't tell. I'm picking up my glass. All right. Let's His do, glass let's do is that empty, clink, which makes that me sad. Clink, but we will make again. the clink noise again. To oh, Glenn. Foley. Oh, that was a good clink, man. God bless Foley. Oh, now it's raining. Is it raining? What is this? What did you bring? What horrors did you I, bring from I brought San Francisco? Someone's at the Fog. door. I'm doing Foley. Oh. Sorry. Greg. What? Who's that? Oh, I'd better Greg. check. Chunk. Open. Open. <laughs> It's the open play. sound effect. So the best thing I saw at Comic Con, Stephen Fry, by the yes. way, was Stephen Fry there? No, he was not there. I don't think I didn't see him. Um, I, I played some little big. I didn't he was see dressed today. as Princess. Leia. I didn't see anybody famous this time. I, I um, a couple you saw of years Josh ago. Whedon. No, no, I didn't see Josh Whedon. I oh, saw you nothing. were just you didn't even go to the thing that you pointed the. No, because you have to you have to go you have to wait in line for like twelve hours to go to a thing. How big a fan are you? Not that big. Wait, which thing are we talking about? I the Whedon thing? Yeah, I won't go. I won't wait in line for twelve. So you know, hours. Which, but if you've got connections, you gotta you gotta you know hang it out there. You yeah, gotta drop some names. No, you can't. Actually, that's one of the things they don't do at Comic Con is you, your press pass doesn't get you in early. You have to well, wait in the line. Press pass doesn't, but you could find somebody near the front of yeah. the line and say, "Hey, like Max?" Yeah, yeah that's right. Hey, want to see I O seven? Famous computer guy here. Let me in. Check this action out. I gotta see Josh. Yeah. By the way, Josh I'm Jason. Meeting. Hi. You so, mind if I stand let me here tell for you, another twenty to twenty-four minutes? Dropping yeah. the name Jason Snell at the yeah. Mac at the App Store, Apple Store near my house. It, it works even less Have well you, at the App Store. Yeah. I shout at my computer. <laughs> I know. That I know Jason guy. Snell. Why? Boop. Internet yeah, not available. Doesn't work. No, I've been recognized at the Apple Store, by the way. Really, really. That was. Yeah, I was also wearing it's a t-shirt. Tech videos. I was. I was wearing a t-shirt with a hole in it and some shorts. You know, that's, I have the image of very really, Gatesian. Really embarrassed. Um, how about a uh, levitation? Stone smoke porter. Good man. I'll have a Wolverine. Well, oh, well, you guys are talking beers, spandex aren't you? Wolverine. Or? Yeah. No, thank you. Just Tell a water, please. Water. Just a water, please. Thank you. Thank you, studio audience. Levitation, Levitation and smoke, smoke order. order. So it makes a difference. So the, which Wolverine? So the best You've seen the picture of the guy standing behind Stan Lee. He weighs about 320 pounds. You know, I, I in when Spider <laughs> when Spider-Man and his amazing friends was on, I think it was, and he was narrated by Stan Lee. Oh, I was, Stan Lee. And I was very confused. Okay. No, I know who Stan Lee. Because he would introduce himself. He'd say, Stan Lee. And he would say, hey, everybody, this you know, is Stan Lee. And I say. thought, who is Stan Lee and why do I care who he is? Is that like the Fantastic Four's it, butler? Is that how they pronounce it? Stan Lee? They just they don't no, even put a space Stan in there? No, it's Stan Lee. Lee. Excelsior. Excelsior. Exactly. So the best thing I saw at Comic-Con McNulty! is a guy who probably had a Boba Fett costume from a previous something. And he decided to modify it, and he painted it mm-hmm. the colors, the blue and white X-Men, or blue, blue and yellow X-Men Wolverine colors. Nice. And he extended the, the, the helmet with the little, little pointy things that are on Wolverine's costume. 
and I'd say it was actually kind of awesome yeah. because it was like if Wolverine and Boba Fett were one guy, he still had the like little LED readout on the chest of like like from Boba Fett. And if you look closely, the all the contours were you know Boba Fett helmet and stuff, but it was painted like Wolverine. And I thought it was a great. I thought it was really Recycling. smart. So that was the best. Not only was it smart because you get to save your Boba Fett armor, but it was it was funny and interesting in a way that a lot of the costumes weren't. So it's hard, I don't it's hard get, times out there, man. I don't get cosplay at all. When I was a kid, I actually refused to dress up in costume when I when I turned like oh, eight you or ten. Joyless. I, I did. Turd. I hated it. I, I dressed up. In I costume. hate it. Well, I did it. I did it at first. A cowboy. And when Ever? I was about ten, no, never. I was Captain Kirk one year. I was the main character, Derek Wildstar, from Star Blazers one year. And podcast man. One year. Jeans and a t-shirt. <laughs> and then, well, then I went to jeans and a t-shirt, and when people asked what I was, I said I was a secret agent undercover as a student. This was, this was for Halloween? Yeah, for Halloween. Oh, so you, you predated the whole, I'm guy wearing a backpack in the front craze. You probably started this. Oh, Halloween. man, that would have been great. You are the reason for the crap candy bowl that we keep on Halloween every every year. My my favorite Halloween costume. I went as a hydrogen and chicka sticks. You know, in a bowl. You know, Philip Michaels and Lisa Schmeiser have a strict policy. They have two bowls. They have yeah. the good bowl and the bad. Absolutely. bowl. Absolutely. And if you have the terrible costume, you get the bad. You bowl. gotta. You have to do that. It's brilliant. Backpack in the front man should not be rewarded. My with, my neighborhood with nerds, is is dead. Size nerds. Yeah. You my neighborhood give is the chicka stick to that guy. Yeah. Is dead on Halloween. And so we've who, taken, who's, who's we, dead on what? Where my neighborhood is dead. Oh. Nobody's going around. And so there's a ghost of your neighborhood that comes out. And so we, we go over to my brother-in-law's neighborhood, which is awesome. Neighborhood. It's blah, that, blah. That night, only on that night. And so we become the family that comes home. We leave a bowl of candy out just front. just going to keep going. Comes home. He's learned to stop talking. Because he never gets a chance to speak again. And so we come home to a kicked-in jack-o'-lantern and an empty candy bowl. And that's what Halloween means to me. A lantern and an empty candy bowl. Kicked in. Right. Kicked as in jack-o'-lantern. As, as long as the... Oh, well, see, we used to... Ooh, put, motorcycles are here. They're going to beat us we up. We used to get We're kicked every year, and then one year we just It's wrote. really obvious that I've stopped drinking, and you guys have just plowed right on. <laughs> I am perfectly sober. What are you talking about? One year instead Right now, of, field sobriety test. Get up and do it. No. <laughs> I have a very bad sense of balance. I have something to say. I have an yes, inner ear problem. Steve, you're right. The chair recognizes your... <clears throat> do I have the talking stick? I don't that know. That would be impressive. <laughs> oh, man. Isn't that the, the Padres uh, uh, spring training facility? So anyway, we always got our, our pumpkins kicked. And then one year we actually, <laughs> instead of... Not, not a euphemism. Instead of, instead of carving a face in our pumpkin, we actually carved kick me. Uh-huh. Nobody kicked it. Wow. They were sure it was a trick. Oh, man, that's like brilliant reverse psychology. Oh, it worked. It totally worked. Or you just took up something incredibly violent to yeah. the pumpkin. We put a brick in it just in case. But, uh, yeah, nobody bought. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. What the hell were we talking about? I don't know. Dressing up in costume and how uh, he's Cosplay. a joyless turd, I believe yes. the, the phrase was. Yeah. Well. I know what I'm anyway, getting you. I, I, yeah, I, I didn't like costumes. I just didn't. I didn't do it. I've uh, recently, recently I have worn costume-like things again through my, my wife. So my I, oh no. I know where this is going. <laughs> no, you really don't. Whoa, you really don't. It's not is that. Stephen it, Fry going to come back is, into the conversation at this is, point? His role in in uh, V for Vendetta touched me. Nice. So my so my my marriage, which is going on, uh, it's uh, about to be nineteen years. By the way, there's a gentleman coming this way with free with, beer. With free beer, yes. Who who is now we the best, bless him. Best, He's the listener best listener of ever. the incomparable. Yes, ever. He he's our studio, studio audience of one. Yes. So. 19 years of marriage, uh, essentially she's been very carefully deprogramming me this entire time. 
Yay! Jake Bell is officially Bell. the best. Slow clap. Storm water. Thank you. Okay. Bravo. He's going back for Greg's water. Yeah, what a guy. Probably beer of his own. Hey, Steve. Cheers. Clink. Oh, that was weak. No, they need to you be empty, I guess. I'm not so hot on these. You'll have to empty they them. They look like they're not pints. Good idea. So, um, my the deprogramming of my marriage is things like I didn't I'm share. I'm driving to dinner, I right? didn't share food. Well, I assume we'll eat dinner here. But I, I we didn't share food. Um, I didn't eat uh, vegetables. I didn't eat salad. All of these things, and I didn't wear costumes at Halloween. And very, it took her salad. She she handled in the first couple of years of our relationship, sharing food. First two, three, four years of our relationship. What would you like snarl at Cost, her if she asked for something costumes. off your plate? <laughs> yeah, stab her with your fork. Well, also pull away the t- the plate so she couldn't get to it. And nice, hold it, hold it away. Oh yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it took, but it took like 17, 16 years of our marriage before she got me to wear a costume for Halloween. But she did. Thanks for so we did, we did, we did, we did a, a, uh, she wore something to put you and and like moosed up her hair really tall to be like uh, Sigourney Weaver in Ghostbusters, and I had a Ghostbuster suit on. You were Rick Mor. Oh, I was no! hoping you go as Rick Moranis. <laughs> I yes, was have some. I was totally yes, have some. I I was totally. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, Egon Spengler, I collect more uh, spo- spore molds, spores, and fungus. Actually, Rick I'm gonna have Moranis, some beer. Though, in Ghostbusters, is an awesome costume because you can put the colander on your head and just the the horn rim glasses and just like That's a work right. shirt, jeans, and your. Or I'm Vince Clotho, Clotho the Keymaster. You just walk around saying that all night, and that's a costume. That's Super right. easy. Many slorks and vores were bor- burning the supplicants of the Voltroni that, that day. day I can I tell, tell you. you. Yeah. Ah, but I still don't understand why that uh, ghost wants to help him loosen his pants so he's more comfortable. Yeah. You, well, your wife will work. You should ask your wife to explain it to you. <laughs> She's waiting for the 20-year anniversary for that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, Dan Aykroyd. He just, he's a big guy, and he wants his pants to be off. And the ghost will help him it's, with that. As, much as more all us big guys it's do. Much li- and, he, and he's so relieved when they unbutton his pants. He's like, oh, like, ah, oh man. That. And then he falls off the bed, which is sad. It is sad. Yeah. So Stephen Fry. But it was all a dream. No. Wasn't it a dream? No, it was a ghost. I thought he was dreaming. At that he might have been dreaming. It's possible. Wasn't dreaming. Ghosts are real in that universe. If only we had done a Ghostbusters episode. <laughs> Which we which we did, even though people can't find them. I missed that episode. We need a website. No, we need a website. We do with like indexing and tags and stuff. Yeah, Greg, promise to do that. Greg, how's that going? Now we're into the uh, the personal business portion. <laughs> as soon as he's done with his app, he's going to start work on that. First, he's going to do that app, and then he's going to do yep. the archive of TV.org. Don't forget the curl into fetal ball and cry time. Oh, that's good. That's good. That always jumps to the top of the. So, what else should we talk about before our batteries run out in this excellent rambling uh, beer laden episode of being? I don't know. Did we toast Glenn? Yeah, we toasted. We toasted Glenn. We toast him again. All right, Glenn. Glenn. Hey, Glenn. That's better. That sounded a little bit better. A little. I'm I'm still not satisfied with these glasses. No. Well, they're better when they're better when they're empty. They don't clink properly. That's what we need. Oh, that's better. There's two empties. Don't hold the top of it. Hold it by the stem. All right, here we right. go. Oh, God. You guys are going to break it in my lap. Oh, my that God. That's fantastic. That was great. So that's now, for you, Glenn. And now Jason's ears are bleeding. Yeah. So that adds a little, little fun. It sounded, well, it sounded very, very good. So, Steve, how did you start reading comics? I didn't. Do you read comics at all? I, I used to read a comic book from time to time uh, when we were on family vacation trips. 
Why then? You know, because I'd we would stop off drugstores uh, with Stuckies racks or something. Yeah, yeah. And there'd be those spinny racks. You and know, there'd be like three. There'd be like Archie. We st- we we rented an RV and we went to like uh, Glacier National Park or something. Yep. And uh, or something. Must have been a memorable well, we, we, trip. I don't. We did go to Glacier National Park and Yellowstone. I just know that it was cold, cold no. and barren. No, it was, and then I stuck my head in the summer. geyser to see if it would erupt. It was. And it did, it and was summer. Um, but at some point along this trip, because there, there were that, those were the exciting parts, and then there were the long drives, right? So we're in this motorhome park somewhere, yeah. And they had comics, but they didn't even have the spinner rack. They had like a pile of used comics with the covers ripped off. And I remember that very clearly. That was one of the first comics I read. Was some random dc i looked up what yep. epi- what i actually know what issue it was now but it was like a dc it was the dc equivalent of marvel team up where they would like stick heroes oh together. that explains it so it was like adam and uh flash and supergirl all in a in a exciting storyline but i, I thought it was actually cross branded cool. adventure yeah, yeah. with yes, the cover ripped off i remember reading a lot of archie little uh, richie rich uh, archie casper wow and then i remember one year i had a it was a paperback and i wish to god i still had this it was like the first Eight or ten issues of the Amazing Spider-Man. The I guess it was the Dick. Is it I haven't Ditko? heard of it. Ditko. Ditko. Not Mike Ditka. That, the Mike Ditka <laughs> issues of Spider-Man. Not as there was all. It was all about football, and Peter Parker was was suddenly the tight end, Duff and it was very confusing. We got reprints of the original Spider-Man comic books recently, um, and they're silly. They are. They're very silly. They're the, awesome. the, the villain they're creation silly, in that. Period was ridiculous. It's a guy with a fishbowl on his head, yeah. and then there's smoke, what? and there's an electric guy. It, 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 an are they, they're doing guy. Electro in the new movie, guy. right? Electro, yeah. How, are they going to do his classical mask? No, because that seems really impractical. No, uh, the, he's on the cover of Entertainment Weekly. He's seems sort like of like blue with, with, with there's and there's like, That's li- any, like lightning. Yeah, Wolverine is the only guy who can pull off the eye coverings that come up mask. Yeah. Like Scarlet Witch looks ridiculous. Yeah. And Electra, where with his yeah, lightning, it, I'll have lightning. Yeah. I can't turn that my part head is though. Ridiculous. You get zapped, and you become an electrical uh, supervillain, mm-hmm. and you think to yourself, "I need lightning bolts on my costume." Just to communicate the point. Maybe he was a Chargers fan. Be <laughs> there are there is no such thing. <laughs> it's possible. Zing! We're in San Diego. That was some local flavor in there. How about that National League West? Yeah. Woo-hoo! How about that? Thank. I, I'm so happy the Padres are breaking the fall of the Giants. Thank that's you what we're so for. much. Man. We've been making dreams come you true for the, the opposition. For you are the mattress. Did of the you guys? Did you guys leave, see the little name that we left scratched in the wall of the basement? Now that you're down there together, you'll be back. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep it warm for you. But yeah, yeah. It was like the Dodgers lived here for a very long time. We actually it was went like to two weeks. Game <laughs> when they were in here. Yeah, yeah. there's like six thousand hash the marks down there, and then at the end it just says L.A. The bikers are. Uh, are here to say nerds. Oh no, that wasn't the Sweet. bikers. Yeah, they're, they're going to punch us and knock Excuse us over and tell us to yeah. leave their hangout. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. What um, else we got? Sad times. Anyway, I, oh, I started reading comics. 17. So, 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 Greg, you oh, are we like off the West already? Re- Mercifully, <laughs> Greg is trying to be a host and actually keep us on topic because well, I'm the only one who's sober. This is not that kind of podcast. Um, uh, so I started. Comics. I started reading yeah. comics, and then it, I discovered the Yes and No Invisible Ink books, and it was. I never got. <laughs> I never got one of those uh, three packs. Of stole you away. Oh, those before. are so good. They're those the best. Are, those are. So you can great. still get them. I think I somewhere in a stuff oh, yeah, somewhere in Wyoming. There's they one still that still says them. from ages 16 to 6,007 <laughs> yeah. or something. <laughs> and you can still play Fleet with uh, if you. Have My a kids pen that has got a Mad Libs book the other day. 
Yeah. And oh, those filled are great. it in with My the sort of thing you would expect Star from Wars children with modern sensibilities. It was yeah. awful, and we had to punish them multiple times. Oh, yeah. Getting back to a uh, science fiction-based sort of discussion, I should point oh, yes. out that uh, my daughter Steve's and I, in charge of the podcast yeah. now. Who else would like to host? My daughter and I are... Uh, Our audience are, could host it. ...are in the process of slowly watching Star Trek The Motion Picture right now, or as I like to call well, it... Well, that's the only way to watch it is slowly, because it's so as, slow. As I like to call it, slow pan the musical. Oh, man. They pay, we, it's, we paid a lot of money for these special effects, so you're going to watch them oh, all. Oh, God. How many times are they going to use the guy floating in the foreground? Oh, my God. <laughs> but you, you'll believe a man could fly. That oh. was the effects were so, the... So it's fun. What's funny is that Star Trek II reuses a lot of those effects, but they cut them it, it, properly. <laughs> so it, you get the same effect, but it takes like 30 seconds mm. instead of eight minutes. I think my favorite thing is that they kind of forgot to give Bones anything to do. So during like he the tense beard. moments on the bridge, they'll have him like kind of wander in <laughs> and look pissed off as he always does, and then just you know he stomp off the bridge, and then he'll come back a few minutes later and say, "Oh, that's still going on, huh? Yeah, I should have kept my damn beard." He's good. That's not a you know that that, that was such a mess because they were going to do a TV show. They're going to relaunch the TV show. Right. I have to ask though. And then they and oh, was then that they true? Turned, they were going to yeah. do Star Trek yeah, Star Trek too. So that ended the the potential for a second TV show. Yeah, well, and Star Wars the came out. Is Star so, Wars came out, and so they went, "Oh it. my God, people are going yeah. to science so, fiction." So movies. Paramount was going to launch their own TV network, which they ended up doing twenty years later so, or something. UPN. Years How'd that and, work out? And they, yeah, Homeboys from Outer Space, and then it went off the air. Um, so, so then what they did was Star Wars came out; it was a big hit, and suddenly Star Trek looked like it was a property that might have some value. But what they did was they took like this really kind of lame TV episode that was kind of like old other TV episodes off the shelf. And they used the existing set. We had this one that wasn't good enough for third season. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was good enough. And so they did it. And now we're going to just do it again. I am Nomad. So I have to ask, though. Nomad, V'ger, they're all the same. Were you lined up for hours? Were you no. that far gone into Star Trek at that no. point? No. That well, were unbelievably well, first off, this was like 79, so I was eight years old. I know, but a lot of people were that no, age for the Star and, Wars. And, and I lived in a small town. So, I mean, I saw it. So you didn't the, hear about it? I saw it in the theater. Years or so? But it was much more like, you know. Did you I, dress as Kirk when you went to the theater? No, but that was one of my only Halloween that's, costumes. That's what that put I him off the had. costumes, actually. So he went. He went to Star Trek: The Motion Picture. Dressed my mom as got me a yellow <laughs> shirt. Totally traumatized. And she cut out a, a jeans patch in the shape of the symbol and ironed it on to my shirt, and oh, that was mom. my costume. Mom. And she she sewed. Don't be an enabler, mom. She sewed some some little stripes around for the for the, the little gold lame yeah. jiggy things. Yeah, jiggy exactly. Things. Jiggy things. I like his yacht clubbing shirt. That's my that's my you know, favorite of so Kirk's. At com- so at Comic Con, <laughs> if I, I was thinking of you as I walked past it because they had the alternate fat Kirk lounging costume nice. available for purchase. And I thought, man, I'm so tempted to get the fat, fat Kirk, lounging Kirk lounging costume with I the understand. Enterprise symbol down at the waist sideways, like to accentuate the gut, I you guess. Know, I've seen a lot of Kirk shirts, but the, the Yacht Club one is just amazing. It I can picture so him great. rocking some Sperry topsiders. It is so great. Down below, below uh, view. Yeah. And they finally introduced the, yeah. the uh, bridge chair seatbelt. So I'm nice. So I'm pretty sure made a point of it again and again and again. I'm pretty sure that I told my parents I wanted to go see the movie and we went and saw the movie at some point. But I I was not. I am not a line waiter. I don't like like at Comic Con. I'm not interested in waiting in lines. Joss Whedon, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is my favorite TV show of all time. And Joss Whedon was speaking at Comic-Con, and I could have seen the guy who made not only, you know, movies and other TV shows that I liked, but my favorite show of all time. And I and I said, but I'm going to have to wait in line for nine hours to see him? No, not interested. I'll just enjoy his art. I don't need to do that. So, 
you know, I'm not a line waiter. It's going to well, be and, available. And worse, anyway. it, it once you've matter. entered the panel with the guy that you like, then you have to endure the guys that line up and ask the dumbest, dumbest question questions. Possible. And the, and the moderators are often terrible like, too. You they, waited nine hours, and then you stood there for the twenty minutes. What kills me is the moderator is not entirely that. familiar with your so so Josh. But Josh, <laughs> tell me, Josh. Joe Sweden, um, are you from Sweden? No? no. All right. So tell me about. Um, so the Avengers, that was the first no, thing see, you've that done, been right? It, the guy would have done that and thought it was a great joke, and then he oh, would have yeah. walked off with his big smile on his yeah. face. Tell me about the Black Widow. and uh, it, it, She's a strong female character. Are you interested in strong women characters? Oh, my God! You know, but the, the, that's Comic-Con panels are often moderated by idiots. Rough. If you had a chance to meet him one-on-one, would you? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, 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 I if, don't even care that if, much about it. If stuff. it was, if it was something where I wasn't bothering him, I, I, um, before the prequels, so this, this is, makes more sense. Um, I live in Marin County, where, 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 um, George Lucas lives, and Lauren and I saw him at the shopping mall at Christmas with his mm-hmm. daughters, and we're we're having lunch at the restaurant at the shopping mall, and and he, George Lucas is yeah, but you're going to drop in us. on him. You're not going to pester that, him, and there. that's that's exactly it. so so. So, and I've had a few other encounters like that where I'm like, you know what? My gift to you is that I'm not going to bug you. Mm-hmm. You made stuff I liked. Again, if, if the prequels had been out, I would have been like, you! <laughs> but, but no, it's well, like, that's when he started going out with need, security. I don't need to bug you. I don't, I don't need to bug these people. If, if I, if Joss Whedon was, like, um, at Macworld Expo, I was on a panel uh, on the main stage and it was after the session that had LeVar Burton in it. And so I was in the green room, and LeVar Burton was in the green room. And I said hi to LeVar Burton. And he, you know, and he was really nice. And actually, I just said hi to him, and he nodded and said hi. Sing the Reading Rainbow song And I, I was so tempted. Um, and then when he left, he, like, actually made a point of saying goodbye to everybody. And, and like, you know, goodbye, nice meeting you. And he right. looked, I was like, oh, my God, that, he's such a nice guy. Jordy LaForge, he's so nice. He has basic social skills. But, so Joss Whedon. Reading if, Rainbow is if really I could, his best for If I could talk to him, sure, I would. And I'd say, I, you know, I love your work. I love Buffy. It's my favorite show of all time. But if I ran into him like on the street somewhere, I would I would probably just dodge him because I'd be like, he doesn't need another fanboy bugging him. I've changed my policy in that if I get a chance to talk to somebody whose work I really love, I've decided not to do it just because I inevitably make an ass out of myself. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got I got to meet, just I got to meet Jonathan Colton. And I mentioned right. that simply for John Syracuse's sake. Yes, that's right. But that's I was a right. tongue tied who met Jonathan Colton. <laughs> I, I was a, I was in awe. I was a tongue tied moron. And so I much rather would have just hung back and said, I, and to myself, inside my head, I really enjoy your work. I'm not going to attempt to converse with you. And that time when you made the song that did the funny thing, and I really enjoyed that, and, and, and let, let me quote your lyrics at you. Oh, it's so clever. Code monkey. Yeah, no, actually, the good, the good thing about me interviewing Jonathan Colton was that, although I know his stuff, I'm not a totally insane fan, so I was able to be like, I'm conversing, I'm conversing in your work. Well, I like his stuff. But I'm conversing. It's your not work, enough. But More. not so nuts about it that I'm going to be like, I like your hair. It's so pretty. <laughs> right. Can, can I thing, touch though, your if beard? If you're going to approach celebrities, the key is to just walk up to them and go, oh, hey, Jonathan. Yeah. And well, then that, just leave it at that. That assumes that you're some sort of you socially like functioning adult, which clearly. OK. Yeah. Yeah. See, well, I see. Well, I, I have, lost you the there. other thing is I have um, pity, I have pity on them because I know that George Lucas probably has people coming up to him all the time saying, oh, I love you. I love right. And these days, like, probably not so much. You know, I'm, I'm not, not probably so much wouldn't now. mind, actually. Now, actually, now if you approach part. him, he runs away. Dude, you totally didn't ruin your first couple of movies. Yeah. I liked American Graffiti. <laughs> That's I have so been tempted. I'm going to American Graffiti Con. 13. I've, I've so been tempted. 
uh, to come up <laughs> to famous like people at this point? and tell them about something Year. obscure. Right. Tell, say, saying I loved you. Well, so at the Macworld party at the Apple Developer Conference, Damon Wayans was there. And of course, and Lex, because he's an app totally developer. Makes sense. I, I know. Well, first off, there was the whole: is that really Damon, Damon Wayans can release an app, and I can't? Or am, or am I? Or That's you know, really am sad. I? So Damon Wayans is there, and and uh, Dan Moran and Lex Friedman and I look at each other Jim and Carrey say, "Who who will go up to him and say, me. Damon Wayans, I loved you as Banana Man in Beverly Hills Cop? <laughs> who will do that? I loved you as obscure. Have, have you done anything since then? And nobody would do that. And I didn't even say hi to Damon Wayans. Because all I was doing, all I would have been doing was collecting him to say I met Damon Wayans right. once. And I don't need to bug that guy for that. <laughs> suddenly no, imagine no, you have jars in your house of I the do. celebrities you've collected. I love them. Joss Whedon, you're next. No, I'm just, I'm not going to attempt to have hey, a to conversation Glenn. with people. Like, to Glenn. Hey. That's better. I, that was totally Stephen Fry. Random. Bringing him up, Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry. Oh, for to Stephen Fry. Yeah, all right. I uh, I played some Little Big Planet recently, and his work on that is fantastic. Whose work? Stephen Fry's work. Stephen Fry. He does the VO work for all of Little Big Planet, which is yeah. That's have cool. You, you play, do you play Little Big Planet? Man oh. has a good voice. Well, it's yeah, it's, it's you have a PS3. I love him in the v, I do. V for Vendetta. I have a PS3 too because of because of Journey. There's an there's really Syracuse you bought the, the whole console for I the did. game. I did. I did. Yeah. Holy crap! Is, is Syracuse going to be playing for this? The Last of Us? I didn't even buy the soundtrack. Oh, I should. Fantastic. I should do that. It's fantastic. I'm a little pissed that. off at it right now because it did some things that I'm not too pleased with with some of the characters. Wait, wait, yeah. Which the Last in, of the Last of Us, which I think oh. may maybe in the top maybe three games I've ever played. Wow. I've, I've heard nothing but good things about it. I'm not buying yeah, a PS3 to play it. There, no. Yeah, I, um, well, I almost would recommend it. So the best, the best uh, baseball... But only only if that was kind of your... If you were a horror slash yeah. end of the world apocalyptic I just got a, guy I just anyway. got a, a, the best a machine baseball that's finally capable of playing too, Steam, so. so I'm downloading everything I Portal. have there. Portal is very good. Yes, you know, I, I, 90% of what I play Portal are too. games from 20 or 30 years ago. Yeah. I mean, I, I played Fantasy so a few cheap. weeks ago. So I'm a, I'm a last generation console guy, I've yeah. discovered, because I'm not I'm not so into They're it. They're like six bucks. So here's the thing. So all I, the crap is so filtered out last, at that point. In the last everything nine else months, is nine bucks. In the last nine months, I bought an Xbox 360, a PS3, mm-hmm. and I have, I've had the Wii for a while, and I talked to hardcore ba- gamers who are like... We've had three beers. I, I I talked to hardcore gamers right. like oh I'm nobody's over to Greg's mic now. nobody's playing the Wii anymore and it's like I am. I've got kids and they're playing the Wii all the time yeah how old are they uh, eleven it seems and a little eight. early yeah well you know I'll just edit all this out yeah I'm sure this will be uh, this will be excised in post you know in the TV podcast which pre- preceded the uh, incomparable and there were three episodes of it there was an entire Andy Rooney style essay yes. from Steve Lutz it was superb where he discussed uh, the, the Wii. Wii yes and how it would make you go blind if you stood too close to it. <laughs> anyway there's all something... that shaking and jiggling and I, yeah. I'm not well, into... that's the whole thing I mean, I mean you get, yeah you got to you know, do that you cup the round oh, one in one hand. <laughs> And you yes, shake the so long far one apart. in the air. <laughs> I have been, I've been clinked in the silence. So, uh, speaking of the PS3, why have we not played MLB uh, 2013? We should. Although my daughter is actually playing that more than I am. She but is. It's good. It's good. It's a good game. I find it uh, a relief from the actual season. <laughs> well, yeah, me too. Me too. That's. I, could, they want baseball to video games. Fantasy leagues are destroying loyalty to sports teams. Yeah, I actually almost sort of like some wow. of the Dodgers now. 
Well, that's the because problem. Because I had them is on my team a couple of years ago. My oh, kid so plays MLB 13, no right? And he keeps trading Yankees onto his version of the Dodgers. Oh my god, that is unholy. There are certain things that are unforgivable. And he 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 is totally unapologetic. Wow. He says, "Look, look, my Ichiro in a Dodger uniform just no, hit a home Ichiro run." Ichiro is not a Yankee; he's a Mariner. Everybody Where is he now? That. What but uniform does he wear? Now, you put he's... it on; it's it's like a virus. Oh, you catch uh, it and you have it forever. We should say that Greg is the proprietor of a fine Twitter account called Yankees Lose, which only tweets when the Yankees lose. I like that account. <laughs> it's good. I follow it. I recommend it to everyone. And now that he follows Yankees West, it's ironic. Yeah, it good. is. It is. Now you will get a little taste of what it's like to horribly overplay for your victories that you will get, and everyone will hate you. Yep. Good job. You know how much parking is at Dodger Stadium? Ten bucks. You know what I paid to park four blocks from Petco Park and and AT&T Park? Twenty. By the way, will we get paid for those Petco and AT&T references? Value. Yes. In addition to 23andMe, this episode is brought to you by Petco and (laughs) AT&T. Petco for all your pet... Where the pets go. AT&T, um, what's their slogan now? We it's, spy it, we on you. We aren't a monopoly anymore. We we'll spy with, on you less. Stop we'll be with us. you in a moment, according to how you log All into right. their website. Okay. Connecting people. AT&T. AT&T. Yes. Love that, AT&T. You well, get four bars Dodger at AT&T, AT&T Park, Park, by the way. It's by about like 90, uh, 90 acres of parking. <laughs> Imagine that. You build a stadium where it's however, tens however, of thousands of people go. For that parking. money that you paid to park at Petco Park, I bet you didn't spend 90 minutes trying to get out of the place where you park. You wait until the end of the game at Dodger Stadium, you zoom right out. It's that's true. <laughs> you leave in the seventh inning. Oh, well you're good. done. You're, you're well done. Cheers. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> I'll clip to that. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So baseball. This is the baseball episode, apparently. <laughs> we have to have talked about baseball at some point. It's probably. I probably edited it out. We. Well, I mean, the only other people on the it's podcast who care about baseball are like AL freaks. Yeah. yeah. Phil. Phil. <laughs> He's not even on the, not the podcast, is he? No. No, but Lisa's married to him, so yeah, that sort that's of counts. Kind of a, so what it's else? Like, it feels like a virus, just like so the Yankees. What else, what else do we have? We've talked about about how important Twenty Three and Me is to you. Twenty Three and Me dot com slash Did I already ask you how way. much genetic material you have to produce for that? I think you, I did. You, two loogies worth. Spit, spit in a tube. Spit in a tube. Spit in a tube. I if might you, go home and do that just for fun. And you then should. Maybe I'll spend ninety nine dollars. Small tube too. Really. Yeah, it's not like a te- Bunsen burner is there a, test tube. Is there a line that <laughs> says very fill small... here? Or just two lugs, it says on the side. Uh, there is a fill, fill here line. There Do you have to that. hawk, or can you just produce what's on the tip of your tongue? You can. You, what my recommendation mm-hmm. is that you think of something that's mouth-watering. Yeah. A steak. Uh-huh. Some a stone smoke porter. A sno- stone smoke porter. Smoked porter. Smoked porter. <laughs> smoked porter. <laughs> yes. I'm entirely capable Rubber baby buggy that. bumpers. Excuse me. It's podcasting. We're very professional here. Uh, she sells and then your mouth waters, the and you do that Homer Simpson kind of, uh, uh, right and then right the into the tube. You don't even have to spit. You the can tube just drool. You just pour it right over into the tube, Excellent. and your genetic information so is sent so off. Now, have you tried to send, say, the 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 local dog, the area dogs, spit into Twenty Three and Me and see what it produces? <laughs> <laughs> area area dog. No, I have not. There's so a, there's fasc- one dog in Marin, right? There's I'm, just one. I'm fascinated. Well, now share. now that my dog has died. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Steve. Did I bring oh. that up? Well, if you collected his spit, you could have had him cloned. Right. That's, <laughs> that's their next line of business. Clearly, clearly, that that you, you make a good point there about Twenty Three and Me. So All no, right. you have not sent dog spit into Twenty Three and Your Soulless Clone is next. Yeah, that's next. That's right. Slash and Twenty Three and Me and Me slash and Me. 
so and my dog. You edit out the part where we kind of make fun of the sponsor, no, right? I think the sponsors love it when we make fun of them because it, it's more integrated. And when, you, when you're reading a sponsor read like it's a hostage video... It's not so good. It's not so good. Twenty three and me. And, and, and I have to say, in it too, if you'll love it. I love it when our sponsors are things I've You're actually blinking. used. Help me. Although I'm very sad because I paid money for Twenty Three and Me, and presumably now I might be able to say, "Hey, you're a sponsor. You give it to me for free, so yeah. I can talk you about it." You got to try the product. Though, I, I you did can speak like this. About it. I love. There's no product I love better than a product I actually bought myself, and I like it, and I use it. So. And now you know the truth about cilantro. I do. Plus, if you're ever it's destroyed, evil. we can know recreate why you're you. Such a, a ridiculous person. All right, so, so I think we're going to wrap up this crazy what? edition of The Incomparable. Oh, I know. we could keep going. We could. But batteries. The batteries might be dying. Speak otherwise. You know, but I think this has been great. <clears throat> and I'd like to thank our studio audience. Yay. Yay. Clap for the All studio right. audience. And I'd like to thank everybody out there for listening to this kind of crazy edition. I hope you enjoyed when the motorcycles went past. That was the best part. I hope you enjoyed us drinking beer. Stephen hey. Fry did not oh. appear. And, and so... For my guests, Greg Noss, thank you for being here. My pleasure, Jason. Steve Lutz, thank you as always. Always willing to go somewhere where people are buying me beer, my friend. Skeletor! And I am your host, Jason Snell, and this has been The Incomparable. And now, to all of you out there in podcast land, cheers, and thanks for listening. Stand in line for an hour and a half. 10,000 geeks who have not seen a bath since the late 1990s or maybe at all just a taste of the stench that awaits in the convention hall then you're inside and to your end the shame you're mingling with mutants who make x-men look tame but that's nothing compared to the challenge you face to not throttle the dorks who line up for the q a's comic con but a man some He-Man collectibles Comic-Con A sweltering mecca For those with poor social skills And thank God for the people I met from the net So I don't have to chat With that overweight Boba Fett Will I come back just for Rift Tracks next summer? You bet You're late And I should also also mention that this ridiculous episode of The Incomparable is brought to you by the good people at 23andMe.com. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Greg, have you done, uh, have you done a genetic analysis? I yet? haven't, though I listened to the Superhero Draft episode, and I thought I should. this is the very thing I should do. You should. Because it, I was thinking that, that science fiction nerds, the, the whole superhero comic thing, it all comes back to... DNA manipulation is a huge component of sure. that. And now it's reality. Now I can reality. go ahead and I can find out what percentage of my DNA is Neanderthal. Yes, and what percentage is radioactive spider. Yes. That's a, I'm sure that's oh, coming. Oh, well, geez, that would be disappointing. So, so when this came out, I was excited about it for those very reasons, but it was like 300 bucks or something. It was kind of prohibitively expensive, mm-hmm. but it's $99 now. This is the ad part of the show, by the way, Greg. If what? you haven't experienced this before, we have sponsors. I thought it was now. just a product that you really, really enjoy. Well, the funny thing is that it is, and that makes these these spots that much better. It's for ninety nine dollars, you get a you go to twenty three andme dot com slash comparable, which is my favorite URL on the entire internet, and you get a uh, a test kit, 
um, for that for your ninety nine dollars in a in a in a mailer that you send back to them. Uh, the testing is easy. You, you, I'm looking forward to sending them the six ounces of blood that need to be no, extracted. no. But that's the beauty of it, Greg. What? There's no blood involved. You hock a loogie. It's a couple of it's a couple of uh, I'm doing that all the time. A couple of uh, spits into a tube, and you seal the tube and send it back. It's all that's required. There's no funny swab in the back of your, you know, cheek. There's no other bodily fluid samples that are required. Just spit. You know, I remember when I had a business that. The first time I did it, spit to me. yeah. The first time I did it, I had had a big uh, chicken sandwich, and they came back and they said you're a chicken, and I said that's probably not true. No, it's amazing how it works. They make sure that it's human DNA or human alien hybrid DNA. If you're one of those people, um, if you're and a shape shifting assassin, us. they are, um, and then and then they send you an email when you uh, when they finish sequencing you, and you've got. Uh, people in their database who are probably your direct, you, you know, your relative, second and you third found, cousins. You found a distant relative. Right? I found I found a fourth cousin that we've confirmed that I had no idea existed. There is a second cousin who's a match who I've sent an invitation to, second or third cousin. I'm wondering who that person is. these are just other is. people who have used the service. Yes, and it can extrapolate based on the percentage of DNA sequence matches that you're related and how close you're related. What if I don't like my relatives? Well... The beauty of it is you don't have to be revealed to them. You don't have to accept any invitations to share. Uh, all of that is optional. So if you don't like your relatives, if you don't want to know, if, you, if there's a, um, you know, if you don't want to know about a disease that you might have a predisposition for, you have to, you have to say, yes, I do want to know about that before 23andMe will, will uh, let you know about it. So it's, uh, it's, it's is pretty cool. Is that disease that I enjoy cilantro? That is more of a pathology, technically speaking. Uh, you know, I had a taco today because we're in San Diego. I had a taco, and it had uh, I had two tacos, and one of them was lovely, and the other one that was very heavy on the cilantro. And as so? people as people know, the cilantro is like the devil's condiment; it is terrible. Um, and but but there's a genetic basis for that, and that's part of a 23andMe study. I, I wonder if if Latin genomes have do not have the cilantro sensitive gene. I, I, Which is why it's such a heavily used condom. Maybe so. Maybe so. It's it's maybe people from Europe like me who hate cilantro so much, or maybe I have some other mutant problem. Maybe <laughs> that's, that's your mutant. That's power. my mutant power is like that I don't like cilantro. It's a really this terrible power. This is what power. I would have chosen. Terrible power. Yeah. So twenty three and me ninety nine dollars DNA testing kit. Lots of cool stuff you learn about yourself. Well, the last one you convinced me to do. It. I'm going to do it as soon as I get home. Because of cilantro? No. Because, because of this because, ad? Because it's cool. It's cool. That, that I am a nerd. Yeah. And I can find out what my DNA oh, is. So let me tell you, one of the really cool things on 23andMe is that they wrote a plug-in that takes, that takes your, a string of your DNA and some background information about you, like your eye color and, 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 your, uh, and, and a bunch of other stuff that they learned from your DNA sequence, and it turns it into a ringtone. And every person's ringtone is different, and the, and it's not just the it's not just playing the notes as if they were notes from your DNA. It's notes from your DNA, and the tempo, and the instruments, and all sorts of other things are actually varied based on your DNA profile. So everybody's ringtone is different, and my ringtone's actually pretty cool. And I listen to my wife's ringtone, totally different. So it's, it's you, need to, you, you know, need to put it up on the web your ringtone, yes, so that I can have. Your ringtone on my phone. When you I call, call you, me, that's how it's supposed say, to work. That's Jason's DNA. That's Jason's DNA calling. That would be the second or third way so I have access cat. to your DNA. Yeah, exactly right. Thank you. For what, and if you're a mutant, it just has yes. like cymbal crashes and to- horns go off and there's a red <laughs> alert sign and things like that. So uh, 23andMe.com slash incomparable, $99, a lot of fun. Um, and if you're my relative, long lost relative, you'll find out.
I'm uh, so so sorry. I have no promises. Can, can that they, you'll can be they my opt out of finding that out? They can. They can. You can just see my name and say no, no. I don't want to know. I, honestly, I I don't have a lot of questions about my DNA, other than what percentage of Neanderthal it is. Yes. But I just want to be able to say that I've done it. That yeah. it's available to me. And you can download I, your sequence too. I mean, it is portable. I want to you, see that. It, you can download your sequence. It's I want to cool. do something with the data. All right, so 23 Other than create children. Thank you for sponsoring this podcast where we sit and drink beer outside in San Diego. Paid a lot more Diego. than $100 to do that. Yeah, exactly right. Paid for itself. Important to talk about what we really came here today to discuss, which is Stephen Fry. Really, Stephen Fry? Shall I do my Glenn impression? Oh, please. You don't have a Glenn impression? Other right. than using, overusing the references to German directors and the words lovely and delightful, I don't know what to That's say. lovely. Delightful. Lovely. What do I use? I use a... He had a stint put into his heart. Yeah, this is going to be great a... podcast. Yeah. Yeah, he, went, he had a stress test because he had some, some things that were questionable and they, they ran the, the... Well, that's what you get when you deal with Marco Arman. They, they ran the stress test and then they said, you, we're going to take you to the cat lab and... Stick some things up your uh, up your veins and, and stick a stent in your heart. You know, every time I drive by like an accident on the freeway and there's a you know sheet over a body, I think that person did not plan to die tonight. They had an entire schedule and they were going to go see a movie tonight, and yeah. have dinner, and their plans are interrupted. And then like Glenn goes in and says, "I'm going to go to a doctor's appointment. I'm going to spend half an hour with the doctor and then I'm going to go home." And nope, we go into the hospital. Going to the hospital. Have something put into your heart. Yeah, just a small thing. Um, my youngest son had a bug bite that got MRSA into it, and what is it that? Grow, it, 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 it's a MRSA. MRSA. It's an incredibly oh, MRSA. virulent oh, MRSA. storm of uh, strain of some type of bacteria. Okay. And he That's he had terrible. gone in, and you know it was it was a little bump, and he got in, and they looked at it, and they said, okay, we'll put him on antibiotics. And we went back three days later because it had grown, and the antibiotics had done nothing. And so she looks at it. The doctor's eyes get real big. She circles it in a Sharpie to show the extent of it. We go next door to the hospital right away. And then he gets admitted. He's there for three days. They, a, a doctor comes in and she squeezes it. It's like a zit that's this big. And she squeezes out like a, a fist-sized clump of pus. And then he's on intravenous antibiotics for three days. Wow. Just, so you like, had to go to the hospital for the zit popping. Yes. Nice. That's a good story, Greg. Were you recording that? Yeah, I got that. I got that. <laughs> you were doing your podcast interviewer stance. Yeah. I know. It's funny. I press record and then suddenly it's like, all right, well, I got to do this thing. You know, um, Daniel... I have to monitor and guide the conversation. Daniel Jalkid, who is a uh, podcaster and Mac developer. Um, Red sweater. And yeah, very nice guy. And he just put his interview podcast on hold. Um, on hiatus, I guess he's going to do seasons, so he'll was do a block. A bit and splitting? A bit splitting, right. Because you were just on that. Yes I, yes, I killed it. I was the last guest. He posted that I was on and then immediately posted that he wasn't doing it Setting anymore. It down. So I guess mine was that good. It was so good that we didn't need to do any more episodes. There's no reason to do anymore. A bit splitting. So um, and what I said to him is, and this is totally self-serving, I said, hey, you know, doing a podcast is harder than it looks. <laughs> Uh, which well, there's no evidence to that effect because everybody in the world has a podcast now. It's the, it's what Mike Montero was saying. Saying uh, Mike Montero from Mule was saying it's like the blog moment. It's um, everybody can blog and everybody can podcast. But you're right. The, the quality is really variable. Audio quality is really variable. And as listeners of this episode will discover, I'm a real stickler for audio quality. Well, but not as only, we sit outside, not only that, here. but endurance is variable. 
it's like, oh, I've got a podcast, and I do three episodes, and then the fourth one's late, and then the fifth one's really late, and then the sixth one doesn't show up. Right. Right. Well, Are you still recording? Yes, I'm still recording. Suddenly I have to think about what I'm saying. No, don't think about that. Uh, it's never stopped you before. I, I actually... <laughs> The, it's it's you know being consistent and that was what I what I wanted to do with the incomparable was just be consistent and do an episode a week. I wish I had said an episode every two weeks. When I listen to the the, the, the flop house, which I've said on several occasions, I love. It's a podcast I love. It's every two weeks, and I think, man, those guys have got it right. <laughs> I should have done that, but I committed to the weekly schedule. And the fact is, uh, you know, three years later, it's it's basically averaged one a week. What do you like so much about the flop house? Because I've listened to a few episodes and I enjoyed them. It just seems like three guys sitting around enjoying talking about. What the movie they, they just saw, yeah, and they, but and they riff. I enjoy the comparable more. Maybe it's because I know the people, or maybe that it's because be. there's a larger subject that's discussed. You may have a unique perspective on on the incomparable, but you know those guys are very funny. They're obviously you know so you got two you got two Daily Show writers on there. They're very really? funny. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, Dan and Elliot both are writers for the Daily Show. Yeah. Uh, um, and they're very funny, and I find that I find it funny. I don't even need. I started by listening to the the episodes about movies that I've seen. Yeah, me too. And then I very rapidly just started listening to all of them um, because most of them, let's face it, are not movies I ever want to see. Um, and I just I laugh out loud in that podcast more than I do for any other podcast. That that really is sort of the reason why I listen is that it makes me laugh. It, I was driving down here. And was laughing so hard that I was I was actually crying with just laughing so hard at, at, at one of their stupid riffs that they that they make. So well, you know that's kind of what I I when you started talking about doing the incomparable I had thought it would be much more everybody just chimes in as things roll out you know you talk about something but then people start I thought it would be much less organized ah and much less yes. coherent yes you've said this before. <laughs> You you had you had diminished and, expectations, <laughs> and it is the the guiding hand of Jason Snell that has made it what it is, which is of course the podcasting juggernaut. It is, according to our feedback episode, the the if there is a podcast that defines the flowering of the podcast genre, it is the incomparable. Really? Yes, I paid him a lot of money for that. Who said that? Uh, one of our listeners, one of our beloved listeners. I can't believe I don't know his name off the top of my head because he's the greatest person to ever to ever live. I um I have a search on Twitter for the incomparable just to see what people tweet to it, and the volume of interaction has gone way up lately. Oh yeah, that's kind of nice. Yeah, to see. it's really great. It, it is great, much to your surprise, as you expected it to be. Well, a, it only takes 150 episodes for people you to, to build catch an audience. On. <laughs> you know, that's sort of the story of the web too. Is it's very it's not very often that you have a. Uh, overnight success on the web a lot of your overnight successes on the web were sites that were there for five years and got enough momentum going that people started paying attention to them it takes a lot of money i think to otherwise do that you know it's i mean that was that was one of the big reasons i went to five by five you know is that is that um nobody knew that the podcast existed and it exposed a lot of people to the podcast and even now though i talk to people and they have no idea that it exists at all and Fortunately, most of the people who try it like it, and then they spread the word. Well, but it, it strikes me as kind of the same with the app stores. There's too many of them out there and not enough channels to make them right. visible. That's what if, 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 you get virtu- if you get virtu- featured 
in iTunes, great. You're going to yeah. get a bunch of people. You're going to sell a bunch of apps. You're going to get a bunch yeah. of listeners. Or if you get media coverage, like, you know, Entertainment Weekly did a thing about the Flophouse, and they got a lot of new listeners from that, and the Onion AV Club are, are, wrote are, about that. Are you proposing that old media still has a place? Uh, a small, I mean, a hundred, few hundred thousand avid fans of anything, and you say, hey, there's this other thing. It that's, could be other another part. If they mention the incomparable, if they mention the incomparable on the flop house, I'm sure that we would get a, a whole bunch of new you new listeners. sucker. But they won't. But they won't. No, they won't. And they shouldn't because they 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 shouldn't even know that we exist. I had an interaction with Dan McCoy about trying to fix his mixer, and and I felt afterward like should I even admit my existence to Dan McCoy because I'm enjoying him too much and you know you. By there's, the way, there, there's I have that, a movie script that if you could read, I would be really yeah, appreciative. Well, here's the thing. You, you have that moment where you get to know too much about somebody. Like somebody, we, one of our mutual friends had a really bad interaction with Stephen Moffat a few years ago. And he can't watch Stephen Moffat things anymore because he has this, this idea of him because he was kind of a jerk to, to, in that one moment, in that one email. And, you know, I had my little Twitter interaction with David Brin and I cannot ever read anything by David Brin ever again, not because it's good or bad because I've liked a lot of his books, but because I had a bad interaction with him that's left me with a personal opinion about him as a person, as a human being. It's not positive. And I can never clear that out of my mind. Now you're getting into the writers we gave up on episode. Oh, yes. Which we, we've been talking about since episode one. There are a few episodes that have been on the, on the list since episode one. And we've never actually done them. But they're on the list. I keep them on the list perhaps just in honor of, of how long they've been there and not because of the likelihood of us should, doing them. I, I thought the podcast should never do Star Wars. Just as the white elephant, that the, yeah. the, the, the white whale, just some sort of white animal. Oh, is never, just the polar bear is constantly pursued and not come. Oh, hey, Lost reference. Haven't done a Lost episode. Polar bears are available in nature. They're not just in Lost. We haven't done, yeah, but, you, know, you know why we haven't done a Lost episode since it's in my top five shows of all time? It's mostly because I feel like to do it, I'd probably want to rewatch it. And I, it, I'm at the point now where I would. I've got, I've got it all, actually. and Plus it's streaming, but I've got it all on Blu-ray and I, I would like to watch it again. Um, or at least select episodes. Uh, but it's a big thing. Any of these things, like Battlestar Galactica, it's the same thing. It's such a big chunk to bite off, and you kind of don't want to just have it be... With a movie, you can just watch it again. But with a TV show, can you really experience it again, or do you rifle through your memories and that's it? Well, like with Battlestar Galactica, they have guides to which are the indispensable episodes, and I can see rewatching right. those. I'm not going to rewatch all of Battlestar Galactica right, right. as much as I enjoyed it as a right. whole. I, I might, and I'm not going to watch Lost. I, yeah. Lost is seven seasons, right? Yeah, although it's not as long. It's six seasons, and the, and the last three seasons are not full size. I watched so really the first like half seasons. of the first episode when it aired. <laughs> wow. That's and, some stick to it. You got there, Greg. I, I just, it just yeah. didn't have room in my schedule. Yeah. And I, it, as much as the great things I heard about it, it just well, never. My top I'm not going to go back and watch six and a half years of television. Yeah, it's good. I really like it. Is it that good? It's in my top five of all time. I, you know, the nice thing about it is that you don't have to wait. I think a lot of the problems and complaints about Lost were that they would have cliffhangers and then people would have to wait nine months to see more episodes, and it was really frustrating. And now you can actually see the whole... I, had, I have a friend who just mainlined Lost um, like six months ago, and she just went through every episode over the course of a couple of months. And she had a great experience with it because she, she never had to wait. My trepidation is that... the, the the vibe that I get from people who have seen it that a lot of it doesn't make sense. That there's so many things left hanging oh, and that there are so many things that are opened up but never closed. Okay, so what, I, what I'd say to that, this is going to be like a sampler episode of The Incomparable until Steve gets here and then there will be dick jokes. Um, 
I would say yes, just like with any show that's told or any story that's told over five years and you've got actors who want out of their contract and things like that. There's stuff that you say, well, we don't really have time to address that or we don't want to. It's not like novels where you write it and then you go back and you make it all connect. Mm -hmm. It's like the first draft of a novel and sometimes there can be problems with that. But what I'd say about it is if you're watching Lost just to get answers to the mysteries of this made-up story on this made-up island, you're missing the point because the reason Lost is better than a lot of shows that are entirely plot and mythology-driven is that it's, a, it's, it's also about characters and I actually think, like with the last, I, I think with the last episode, the reason that people hate it is that it didn't answer all the questions. It's sort of like Battlestar Galactica, right? Where where it didn't it didn't end in the way people wanted it to. With Lost, I felt like on a character level, it actually ended fine. And as a last episode of a TV show, I liked a lot of things about it. Um, I have issues with the last season, but in general, I thought it ended well. But I wasn't looking for it to answer every every question. In fact, the the next to last episode of Lost is this entire episode with basically nobody in it from the main cast. And it seems that the entire purpose of it is to, uh, the entire purpose of it is to explain questions about where the Island came from. Mm -hmm. And it's a terrible episode. I don't want to know. It doesn't matter. Now that I know it doesn't improve my thoughts about the story at all. Now that I've seen this flashback to how the Island was invented, it's, it, it was pointless. So, you know, that, that's my take on lost is that, yeah, there, there are some, some plot threads that don't go anywhere, but the important stuff all gets uh, all gets handled in a fulfilling way. It would have been way better if they had been able to go back and do a revision of the of the storyline and trim stuff here and there. And I wonder some fan can probably go through the, and just the, clip the out clip Lost. out those characters who got introduced and then turned out not to be good, and then just take it back out. That would make it even better. You know, there's so many. There are series right now on television, or that have been recently been on television or airing now, that I am genuinely interested in and what is I, wrong with you <laughs> I, I have to select what I put my time into have you seen Orphan Black I have not I want to yeah it's really good there's tons of people have said it's really terrific yeah it is but uh, you, you, my, my kids basketball games both of, I'm, I'm skipping two of them today to, to be oh, here oh man well thank you um, but like that's two hours and with three kids across two teams that's four nights a week that yeah. are gone yeah, it's I don't and and so I don't have the I time mean, do, what, I used what do to. I and so it it's not it, that's not a complaint it's but it's like there's an embarrassment of riches yes. and what do I and there's put, better where stuff do I put now. my entertainment time into there, there's better stuff now than there was too it used to be you watched some show on Thursday night because that was what was on it was the best of what was on and in this age of DVRs and then being parents and you know well, I have the long tail I also have the kind of boom time in terms of really enjoyable stuff I used to watch. Um, the spy thing on, like FX. He's a, a burn notice, right? And I watched the first couple of scenes of Burn Notice, and it was it's it's inconsequential, but it was a lot of fun, huh. likable characters, and I kind of got invested in where things were going, and then I fell out of it. I'm not going to go back and rewatch the last three seasons of Burn Notice, right? But that's an option I have it's available. Like, it's to like me. getting caught up on a sitcom, <laughs> like uh, or and the pile of books. I mean, yes. the the podcast about Remdy was what two years ago? Yes. And I'm just getting to it now. I love Neil Stevenson. Book. He's one of my favorite authors. But I'm just getting to it now because I had to get through Anathem first. That's a very long <laughs> book. That, that book came up so long ago. That was the last um, hardcover book that I bought before I got a Kindle. And I realized that the Kindle weighed something like 10% of the book. Because that's a three-pound book, man. And 
I, I, it is, I, I, if I could stop time, I wouldn't get caught up on work. I wouldn't improve my relationship with my children or my spouse. Nah, that's I fine. I consume the really great media that's yeah. out there, that's available to me. It's, it's ridiculous. But there was a time, I think, when we were kids and when we were teenagers where it, there was a scarcity of good media. And Absolutely. now, And now not only is there, I think, better media being produced on TV, certainly, than ever before. Um, but you can watch anything you can that's watch ever anything been aired or, ever. or filmed anywhere yeah, at any so time. Yeah, so it's movies, even obscure great movies from I the past. I can go to the AFI 100 Best Movies list, realize that I've only seen like six of them. Yes. And hey, I've got the next 94 movies I'm supposed to see. Right. Right. And you can go to the 100 Books list and do the same thing or and the so Hugo that's, winners that's, or whatever. Every night for three months, I could watch a two-hour movie. Yeah. And Except how. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, our, our kids basically aren't even asleep. I mean, they're, they're, the doors aren't even closed until 9 o'clock. And uh, I don't know about you, but I, mean, I can't... During summer? But I can't... They're playing Minecraft till 11. Oh, yeah. Uh, during the we school year... We before they do. During the school year, I mean, well, my kids are a little younger than yours, but during the school year, um, you know, I, I, we don't have time to watch a movie. Uh, except on maybe like a Saturday night or something or a Friday night because because we're tired already because we've been working all day. And the kids, and, and when the kids were little and they were going to bed at 7 or 8, it was great. But now it's like 9 o'clock and pretty soon it'll be uh, – pretty soon we're just going to have to shift over into either you can watch this or you need to go to your room and do your homework while we watch things instead of let's wait for the children to be asleep before we watch anything that might be risque or inappropriate. <laughs> you know, like uh, – Jamie, close your door. We're watching Game of Thrones now is what we're going to have to do. Don't come out. You have to knock three times. Don't listen. We do have a door in our hallway, so we can add that as a second, like, layer of security. (laughs) And we can hear when that door opens and and, and turn off the TV or pause it, depending on if there's nudity on the screen at the time. We need to wire up the computers and the TV to the hinges on their doors. Oh, yeah, but then they're just going to sit in there and open their and close their doors and screw with us. <laughs> Leave the door open a crack, and you have to go back there and check on them and close the door. You know, uh, jumping into another topic is my eldest son is fourteen, and my middle son is thirteen, and my youngest is eleven, and we've just kind of started to allow them to see R-rated movies occasionally, and. But they're at the computer all the time. Right. And the deal we made with them is you can get an email account and you can get an IM account and you can get a Tumblr, but we have the passwords and we get to look at your browser history. Yeah. But at some point, they're going to venture into non-approved media. Yes. And those opportunities just didn't exist when we were younger. And I'm not... They're they're level-headed kids, but it's like... What are they going to see, and how early are they going to see it, and are they going to be able to put it in context? Yeah. Although I, I will admit, when I was young, I didn't – I feel like you – the challenge is when you're old enough to understand it and you see it. Because when you're young enough not to understand it, like you know, Ghostbusters is a great example where that came out in 1984. I was 13 in the summer of 84, about to turn 14. And there's that scene where the ghost unzips Dan Aykroyd's fly – and his eyes cross, and there's an implication there of what's happening. And as a 13-year-old, what? she's she's concerned that he's uncomfortable and pulls off his pants, and he's so relieved that his pants are off that he falls out I of the bed. I know the feeling. I know. It's, they can be constraining. 
Um, as a kid, I had no idea that there was any other suggestion of something there, and so it wasn't a problem. The challenge is, is later you get exposed to stuff like that, and, and you know, I don't think the, being exposed to it is even as big a deal as having it be in context so that they, they're, you know, healthy um, people right. and not, not like, skewed or, or, or messed no. up by it. I'm not worried about innocuous R-rated stuff. I'm, it's, it's that you can really dig deep into the internet, into its squishy, wet, awful yes. places. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, there, there's your, uh, that's true. That's true that everything horrible is available on the internet. And it, Whereas I had to download pictures of, naked pictures that had been translated into text that if you printed it out and pinned it on the wall and looked at it from about eight feet but away, it looked like a naked woman. I think most of the 45-year-old men out there will realize, will, will join with me in saying that Trading Places was a oh, pivotal moment in my high school. Because Jimmy Curtis's yes. boobs were yes. there. Well, I was going to say, I was going to say, you can talk about innuendo all you like, and I just did about <laughs> Ghostbusters. But then, when you see boobs, it's like, hey, those are boobs. There's nothing you can. There's nothing you can. I mean, that's not innuendo. That's those are Jamie Lee. I remember it, there was there was a magazine that somebody found under a bush on the walk home from like junior high, and it was one of those magazines. But it was a woman <laughs> with an alien why, doll what? from the movie Alien. Why? Why was it left out? <laughs> Somebody disposed of it. Oh. They were finished. Oh, I see. We couldn't get a couple of the pages apart. Well, that's too bad. But she had an alien doll. And I still remember that very vividly. Well, who doesn't enjoy the movie Alien? <laughs> that's a, that, the, the HR Geeker uh, design is a classic. Yes, exactly. Who wouldn't enjoy exactly. that design? And I like to think that that informed my perspective on sexuality for my entire life. Wow. <laughs> So I see why you're concerned about your sons. <laughs> it's all making sense to me now. Yeah. 